Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Another episode of the Paper Stack Snackable slash podcast. This one might be a little bit longer than a snackable. We'll see where it goes, but... This is the lunch, not a snack. This is the lunch. This is the lunch. Maybe a dinner. Okay. Not a, not a snack, though. Not a snack? Okay. No. So tell me, Brad, what do we got for us today? So people like to hear about systems. They want to understand how to systemize parts of their note business. And it's important as a new investor to understand the systems that have worked for people like Rick and other people that have sold many and bought many loans. Today, we're going to talk about what the systems you use, do you have in place for when you have somebody that agrees to a deed in lieu? What should you do? What are the first steps? How do you approach a situation? That agrees to a deed in lieu or a, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Deed in lieu. This is easy. This one, this is a snackable for sure. Wow. Okay. So even before they agree, how do you approach a subject of a deed in lieu? Is it a document? What's just, I, we know nothing. Is there a document they need to sign? Is that the deed in lieu? So a deed in lieu is what's the deed in lieu of foreclosure is what it is. Normally we arrive at this step by our loss mitigation. Whether that's our servicer doing the outreach or we're sending out uh, letters or FedEx packages is a little, there's something, there's some secret sauce. Everybody opens a FedEx package, right? So it's on that story. That's actually really cool how you do that. What's that? Just send them. What is just send them like he was saying? So it was, what we'll do is we'll put together a package and usually we've got our, we always try to reach them through the servicers first, reach out. Sometimes they don't answer. So. We'll run a skip trace, make sure they're still in the property. We've done a drive-by. We know they're there. And what we'll do is we'll put together an offer letter and it's a form fill letter, but it basically says, look, hey, we own your loan. Here are the options you have. Right now you're past due. This is the amount you're past due. We start introducing numbers to them, but we want to help you work. We want to work with you, right? We're not like everybody else. So what we'll do is we'll put together a letter and the letter basically says, look, here are your options on how to deal with this. We give people four options. One is the one that they're just probably not going to do, but it's like you pay all your money and catch up your loan and you keep, we go on you paying and us collecting. That's fine. Two is we work out a short sale agreement to where you can sell your house for a a discounted off the mortgage. And we'll go ahead and work with you, maybe put some cash in your pockets. Three, is you sign the property over to us via deed in lieu of foreclosure. So you just want to rip this chapter out of your life, tear it away. You sign the house over. We'll agree to wipe it clean, not come after you for any other debts. Or the last one being a loan modification. So say, look, we'll modify your loan. You're going to have to come to the table with some money. We send them this letter, but we do it through FedEx. And the reason we do it this, because when somebody gets a FedEx, it's an envelope you open. Right. If you get stuff in the regular mailbox, a lot of times it gets filed into the garbage can. They don't even look at it, especially if it's from their mortgage company. They're like, I'm late. I'm not going to answer it. We really utilize the FedEx thing as as a way to get people to respond. And we talk to them like they're people in there. We say, look, reach out today. We're happy to talk with you. Send them a nice letter. So now you get somebody who says, look, I choose option three, the deed in lieu of foreclosure. What's the next step for that process? It's very straightforward. But what we do is we don't just get a deed in lieu of foreclosure. I may have talked about this before. We also get a consent to judgment in place. That was a long time ago. It was. And the reason for that is 
is if something pops up on the title report that maybe we missed or got filed later, you want to have another option that if they sign the house over to you, so Dean and Lewis are going to sign the house over to you in exchange for you letting them off the hook and instead of going through the foreclosure process. But occasionally what will happen is there's an HOA lien or there's some other things on there that you need to wipe out, maybe a second mortgage. And the only way to do that is, is to either A, negotiate with them or B, to foreclose. So what we do is we'll have them sign a Dean Lewis foreclosure, but then we'll also have them sign a consent to judgment and a permission to negotiate with specific third parties that we may find on there. That way, all of our bases are covered. We can get in there, hopefully just record the deed low, get the house back, turn around and resell it. But in the event that we have to go through and foreclose, we've got that option. So the systems that we use to set all that up, one is we have an attorney in place already because those are legal documents we have to have drawn up. Usually we have templates made up already. We've got a template for the, the offer letter that we send them. We'll have a templated deed in lieu with a consent judgment and all that language. And then we give it to our attorney and say, here's our template. You fill in the blanks or massage it how it needs to be for each county or state. But we've got the general, the general gist there. And once we do that, it's good that we have to set up boots on the ground. That's the next step. Because ultimately what's going to happen is you can handle this through the mail, but usually you want somebody there on the ground who can go talk with them, meet with them, answer their questions. Usually if they're doing a deed in lieu, we're exchanging some cash. So we're outlining our terms whenever we're talking about this, setting up the cash. One of the important things to do is we don't ever give them all the cash up front, right? Smart. So we give them cash when they execute the, the paperwork and then we give them cash when they've vacated the property. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. So we'll split it up into two payments. Something also important to do to keep in mind is your insurance. You have to have different kinds of property insurance, right? So it, you might have forced place insurance on the property while you're the lender and they're in the property and they're not paying. So you've got forced place insurance. But the minute you take title to the property, you have to have a different kind of insurance. And if the property's vacant, it's one kind of insurance. But if there's somebody in the property is occupied, you have to have a different kind of insurance. So you want to talk to whoever provides your insurance and make sure you have the proper kind of insurance that's going to flow from forced placed to, oh, I've got it and they're occupied and then I've got it and it's vacant. Wow. Yeah. So that's- What's that one? 
What's that? You mean which? Is it like occupied title insurance or something? It's not title insurance. It's property insurance. Hazard, hazard insurance. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so if you talk to any insurance agent and tell them what's going on, for the most part, they'll know what's going. On. They'll get it. They know where to set you up. That's one thing. So just that's a kind of a aha moment you got to get because if you don't have the right kind of insurance and the house gets burned down or vandalized, you could be left exposed. So forced place hazard insurance doesn't cover that when it's vacant. It is forced place does. If it's vacant and you're the lender, but the minute there's it, the insurance requirements can change the minute you change your role in the transaction. If you do a deed in lieu of foreclosure, you're the one who's going on the deed and no longer the lender, but the owner of the property. So the insurance requirements will change. Interesting. And the policies what? change. Wow. So with that changes to just a really side segue, but if I paid off everything on my mortgage and I had the deed and now it's in my name. Do I have to, do people like that get this special type of insurance or is that different when it's, you're living in the house? And... Usually if you're like, are you talking about for you, like owning yeah, a house? Yeah. yeah, your insurance is fine. That's going to cover it. If you're going to have renters in there, you're going to need to update your policy because you will need a different policy with the renter. In. Okay. So this type of insurance is different than homeowner's insurance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it, it will be. Forced place is definitely different than homeowner's insurance. Yeah. Homeowners, it will be homeowner's insurance once you take title to it, but it's more geared towards what the business is. Gotcha. It's not just okay. standard. It's not just standard homeowner's It's not standard homeowner's insurance where I'm living in the property. It's my primary residence. Gotcha. Yeah. So you want to make sure that that's one of the things in your systems that you're setting up is have a way to track insurance and know when the insurance policies need to change and be updated. Gotcha. Because okay. those things need to tie directly into whenever the documents are executed. Interesting. Okay. So have your attorneys set, get your insurance, have the paperwork and your, your templated paperwork, boots on the ground. You want to have... And the boots on the ground are for the people to go out to the, out, out to the house. Go out to the house, walk around, check it out, look at them, get the paperwork signed. Usually this is a real estate agent, but there's, you can employ attorneys or there's other things you can do in the area. We normally do agents. Yeah, I remember you said you didn't like attorneys going out because they just talked to them. Eh, they're not very good at talking to people. They're good at writing up the documents, but they're not very, they're not people. Let me ask you a question. A couple people, persons. Oh man, he almost, he just did it. I almost burkied it. Yeah, I said burkied Yeah. Uh, when you're saying... Your four options. I didn't hear foreclosure is one of them. And then secondly, why wouldn't they choose the shift? Yeah, foreclosure is one of them. You can offer that. But you don't start off with the foreclosure. No, you don't want to talk about that because that's that's obviously something that can happen at any time is foreclosure. Okay, so you're giving good options. Hey, yeah, say here, let's do workout options. Otherwise, we can just foreclose. Yeah. Here are your four options to that would benefit you. Otherwise, we'll just foreclose. Yeah. Why wouldn't they choose a short sale? Why, why would they short sale? Short sale. With the short sale, sometimes there's there's tax implications. Sometimes people just don't understand it. They don't want to do it. Sometimes people are like, look, I just want to be done with the house. And sometimes the short sale won't work. Oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes, especially if there's a second mortgage, it's not going to work. Or for instance, like the house is in just real bad shape. Like it's, it's easier for us to get control of the asset and then make any repairs needed or secure the asset as yeah. opposed to just going through the foreclosure process. Okay. And then once you have all of the paperwork done and everybody's agreed and everything's drafted and boots on the ground, get it moving, get the paperwork out, set up times because time will kill all deals. Yep. Time kills all deals. I remember deals. that's what you said. Like you always want to have them sign, be active. Moving, constantly moving. 
because if it's sitting around, they get, they talk to their neighbor who thinks that they know everything, they go to church, they like to talk to a real estate agent. Well, I'll help you sell the property. Let's take a look at it. This or that. So you want to keep the deal, keep it moving. Yes, I will imagine that people wouldn't want to talk about, hey, I'm going through a deed in lieu or. I believe me, I've had many a church member mess up deals. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. That was cool. So what we can do for the people who were listening and listen to everything Rick said, unless you were taking a lot of notes, we'll probably put this somewhere in a support article that either I will link to in the description, maybe make it a blog post. Yep. I don't know if you're going to get Rick's templates. I don't know about that, but at least we can. I don't mind sharing the templated letter. You know, have to remove. Yeah. Let me think about it. But yeah, I don't think I have an issue removed. I just got to sanitize it so it doesn't have any of our stuff in there, but yeah, no issues. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. Maybe make it a blog post. You tell us what you want and then we'll put it into something. So that was making the systems for a deed in lieu from Rick. Thanks, man. And that's, I guess this, for this episode, if you got your own request for something you want to hear from Rick, please let us know. We'll be happy to cover it. All right. See ya.